smoke weed every day. I need to pull up my notes. Actually. The day, 420. The time, 420. The episode, 420. Are people... Episode 420. Are people going to believe us when we say we didn't plan it like this? I don't know. It came, ab- like, truly, really it came know. about this way. This has been completely due to the light of the seven blessing us with this opportunity. <laughs> it was an accident, <laughs> but it was too good not to pass up. There was some point, what was it? There was some point last week when we realized that this was about to happen. Yeah, I've, I've started thinking about it, I think, back in November, but oh. at some point. <laughs> Not with any kind of planning. I just I just thought, wouldn't that be funny if that ended up happening? But here we are. Thanks for being here with me, Hannah. Episode 420. I know you're not celebrating the way I am, but this will be an interesting episode. Winterfell Part 2. This is the most I've ever done for 420 in my life. <laughs> so, to I'm everyone excited listening, to... go on, please. I was just going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. I was just going to say, go for it. I'm excited to... Now that we've watched this episode a couple more times to mm-hmm. kind of get back into it from a less, not from a less hype perspective, because we're still excited about it. But Sunday was such an incredible, unbelievable, fun day mm-hmm. that it's been a really nice to go back and rewatch it and kind of see what I missed, you know, because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of little pieces that we missed or things that held up better Blah, 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 blah. Well, just small details that maybe didn't come up in the momentum of talking about it right after the airing. But I I really like those episodes for the kinds of, like, truth we can get to really quickly if we just kind of not worry about averaging out all the details but really get into the overall themes of stuff. Mm -hmm. Usually we record this episode on – the second episode on Wednesdays of the week – following the Sunday night airing. But like Hannah was saying earlier, this is an opportunity we couldn't pass up. We don't make the rules. <laughs> so we've Our also, hands are tied. <laughs> we've also benefited from having a little bit of extra time for the news cycle to get their hands on all the small statements that HBO, PR, and assorted actors across the globe as they're disseminating their Game of Thrones information. Like, I'm trying to think of a drug from a fictional universe, my mind goes to crack because that's from this universe, but like some kind of valuable drug, a lot more valuable than what that would be. And uh, we've uh, seen details unfold that we had a lot of questions about. Like, for example, that burning spiral mm-hmm. that the Night King, presumably him or some of his cronies left in the last hearth that we were confused about that night and a lot of us across the world were asking questions and digging deep into our souls and trying to find the answer looking back at old episodes asking when was the first time we saw that sign and thinking back to those same uh, like questions and mysteries that we were exploring in season six just kind of seemingly popping up randomly at the end of this episode and now because of the extra time that we've had um, I don't know if you would just want to jump right into talking about that I was going to say do we want to get because that was one of our big discussion questions that we you should tell people about how we do the questions normally and how we started doing it this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So for those of you who have never joined us for this season, we like to pose a couple discussion questions, usually on like the Monday or the Tuesday after the episode airs. So we'll rewatch the episode and we'll think about what are the major questions that we have coming out of that episode and or what are the major questions we have going into the next episode. So we've been posting them on Facebook, on Twitter, and on our Instagram page. So you can go follow us on any of those. Just search at Game of Owns, and then you can be part of that and 
either discuss amongst yourselves or we take some of the answers and we kind of incorporate them into our midweek episode discussion. So there's four questions that we asked this time around. And the very first one, and I think the first one that we all had upon our rewatches was what's up with the symbol? Um, I can just read it. I mean, if we want to dive in, I can just read it directly. Can I ask you really quick if you're I know that we've gotten some information that we're about to get into. But before we do, how did you feel about it in the middle of the week around like the normal time we'd have we would have recorded the Wednesday episode without having had one of the writers give a statement regarding its actual genesis? So tell me all my bad theories before they get. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Because I, well, I wanted to talk, I, want, I was excited to talk to you about all the possibilities. Well, I that. think we can still talk about it because we got a lot of really interesting answers. Um, and I don't want to give my theory that's not true. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should give it. It's probably really good. Why don't I just? Answer, why don't I just? I'm gonna read the question as Go it for stands. It. Yeah. So our first discussion question this week, I feel like we jumped into this so fast, but hey, 420. Um, (laughs) Question number one. We've seen symbols used by the Night King throughout the entire series. We know these connect back to the children of the forest, but what do they mean? What is the Night King trying to tell us? And will we see him and the army of the dead in episode two? Now, as you're saying, we know we now know the beginning of that question. But we don't know the second half of that question about whether or not we're going to see him in episode two, which I think is still kind of up for debate that we can talk about. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, (laughs) obviously, there's a lot of questions and there has been a lot of questions about the symbols that we're getting from the Night King. Like I like was stated in this question, we know that this comes from the children of the forest. And so whether it's a reminder of how they were created, like just a simple stamp of how they were here, all those kinds of things we didn't know. And I'm kind of, I mean, I kind of wish that they didn't just give us the answer so easily in an interview. you and me both. Right? But on one hand, it's nice to have the answer because now I'm not constantly thinking about it. But I've been thinking about it since episode one when we didn't get that spiral. We got that really strange sort of like weird cursive cue. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this is this is great. It'll be like one of those prologue style to sort of mimic what George is doing with the novels, what he does with imagery. They were literally having to show something on the screen. It's like, oh, I bet this will be one of the last payoffs, like in the final episode. And it was only like uh, bolstered throughout the series. Do you remember uh, at one point this was probably back in season three? I'm not sure. Um, where Mance Raider saw some of the 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 art left behind by the, the yeah. Night King, I guess we know now, and he was mm-hmm. he just referred to the White Walkers as always the artists. Yeah. So, so so it's like we see this all the time, but it was worth Mance Raider talking about. And uh, I don't know, it's it's like one of those things. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I guess the shorthand would be to re- put it in the same pile as the Shadow Baby, put it in the same pile as Quaith, put it in the same pile as the book. Um, Tower of the Necromancers, Jesus, Piatri. What what are those guys called in Karth? There's too much information jumping around in my head right now, everyone. Um, it's just throw it all in that same pile. You know what I mean? But it looks yeah. like due to the well, do you want to get into the question or do you want to? I just want to keep or, <laughs> not. Do you want to keep like it. adding the suspense, and letting <laughs> yeah, it run? Like, like, stay like, let's tuned go to the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We gotta um, do something. Well. Yeah, <laughs> Got to keep but, this interesting somehow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think it's 
we saw it. Like I said, the series opened on that, and it's not. They didn't even. And maybe they're going to answer it later on in an episode, and maybe we're going to get more kind of information. But the fact that it was kind of hidden and dropped into a interview was interesting to me. But why don't you? I don't have it saved. I just have the screenshot you sent me. Why don't you read out what what the answer was? In an interview with one of my favorite Game of Thrones writers, Lauren Sarner, on the New York Post, writer Dave Hill said, this was Lauren's question, and finally, what can you tell us about the spiral the White Walkers create with Ned Umber's body and severed arms? How crazy was Ned Umber's scream, by the way, on a rewatch? Did you turn it up and every, everybody in your apartment building was like, she's watching Game of Thrones again? <laughs> well, because I almost missed it the first time because I wasn't, I was taking notes. Remember, you like told me to like pay attention. Did I? Yeah. I can't remember. I do because I almost missed it. Oh, anyway. yeah. No, no. I, I was like poking you because uh, the yeah. little kid was waking up behind uh, Yeah. And I'm Eric's just like, on my, I'm just like on my computer, like taking Yeah. Notes. I was like, you got to <laughs> see this. This is like some of the payoff. Anyway. And finally, what can you tell us about the spiral the White Walkers create with Ned Umber's body and severed arms? This pattern has appeared a lot on the show. The answer. As we saw with Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven, the spiral pattern was sacred to the children of the forest who created the Night King by sacrificing a captured man in a spiral hinge of stones, like Stonehenge. The Night King then adopted the symbol as a sort of blasphemy, like Satan with the upside-down cross. What does that mean to you? That it means nothing. shaking your head. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what it, what it means. Like, okay, so this. So if Satan was doing a blasphemous symbol toward God, he would be saying, why did you do this to me? Yeah. Why did, yeah. Why did you make me? Is all of this for me? Is all of this to torment me? You who knows everything and has created everything. But in that sense, I feel maybe it makes a lot of sense because in that world or in that reality or presumably this reality with that governing force, God is everything and makes everything and then creates that person or that being that's like the second everything or like this big other all enveloping everything that also has to deal with the rest of the world or the rest of existence as maybe some kind of a torturous mirror upon like how they'll never reach the same level or the same truth or the same peace or whatever that could be. Or maybe maybe will never be available to them, but they might be mm-hmm. intelligent enough to know about. That's mm-hmm. not the same thing that's happening with the Night King. If we saw the scene that he was created in, he was created by a non-omnipotent being that well, lives and I'm, breathes on top of this planet. That's what I'm. That's what's curious to me about it is that it's like a big fu to the children of the forest, basically. Right? Is that like mm-hmm. what he's trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But what does that have to do then with like them marching? south you know or what does it have to do with them doing anything i don't know he's just I mean, a hard I, ass he's just yeah. holding up his middle finger to everyone <laughs> yeah, everyone I guess so you know I all got, those brand memes where they would put rap music at jamie seeing brand and then like sunglasses would fall and hit brand's eyes at mm-hmm. the right moment that's yeah, basically that's exactly what they're what saying the night king is all the time and that he just can't help but to make these progressively more elaborate symbols. This one, if stabbed, and maybe they wanted to, he's like, they'll want to kill this white, or the yeah, they'll so they can't once that happens, it. it'll light everything else on fire, yeah. and it'll be a crazy symbol. Um, so something that I still think bears discussion. We got 
a couple interesting answers to this question. Um, and one of them is from Heathen King, at Heathen King on Twitter, who, and I don't know anything about Westworld, so I don't even know if this is an interesting answer or not, but I feel like it sounds interesting to me. But Heathen King says, I like this idea put forward by at Wolfman Zach. There's like been some conversation happening on Twitter. It's like the maze in the first season of Westworld. It's an itch from the Night King's origin. It's a primal thing. More interesting question is probably what did it mean to the children of the forest? Oh, I love that. Which I, I think love is that. really cool. Yeah, I love that he's got this highly intelligent brain, but he's also so animalistic that this thing that's recurring to him is something that he can't help but to somehow represent, mm-hmm. at least unknowingly. I, I saw, I think I saw that on Twitter my, myself too first, and I think that it sort of impacted me really positively. The way I felt about it sort of gave a little bit of definition to what I was thinking. I'm kind of disappointed it's like when we had brian cogman on the podcast all those years ago i asked him straight up if cereal pharrell was dead and we mm-hmm. got a pretty straightforward answer on that and i yeah. felt a little regrettable i was like man you can't know, believe when the i asked s- such a good question <laughs> well not only that i mean everyone wants to know that but mm-hmm. what 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 happens when the final season comes around you want to be hopeful that it, that he could like burst out of the tree line and join aria in this spectacular sword fight with her back to back i mean that's funny but in our dreams. All those possibilities go away when you get a direct answer about something. And so this is we've got five episodes left of the season and part of that is not going going to be re- revealing some further mystery with the White Walkers. We might have all the information about them that we'll ever have and that's okay, but like with Quaith and with uh explaining a lot of the magic that Melisandre is able to use, I'm just always looking for a little bit of resolution that mm-hmm. might not just be in a montage that you like draw meaning from. Like I hoped it would be a little bit more instrumental to the story and it still might be. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think about we, this. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we can like completely discredit the fact that it's done and over with. I think obviously I think we'll probably see it again. And I think that, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that we're done with it now just because we got a snippet in an interview there's got to be some other way that it's going to play out over the next couple episodes whether it's just continually continuing to be like a calling card or what but um i don't know there's been some there was a lot of really interesting discussion this week before i saw that and one of them that i i don't know one other theory you have to just tell me what you think about this and maybe there's no point in even talking about this anymore but People, there was some conversation about it resembling the Targaryen symbol and that there was something to do with some connection to the Night King having been a Targaryen at some point or been hurt by the Targaryens at some point. I don't know. Obviously, you know, maybe it doesn't go that deep, but, and I didn't necessarily 100% agree with that, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting thought that was part of all the discussion. He's a Targaryen or he's coming after the Targaryens and kind of he botched their symbol a little bit and put it up. Yeah, because this last one really very much looks like a Targaryen, the Targaryen I think, shield. But I think I came across somebody mentioned on one of the social media platforms something about it being a Targaryen symbol. And uh, there was like a curious question upon, you know, why did... Aegon the Conqueror choose that as his 
sigil when he came to Westeros. And I was just like, my mind just exploded with all the possibilities yeah. of this deep connection to some further, you know, prophetic vision. The dragon has three heads and, you know, that being like a modified version of what the Night King had just done. And then that like maybe with the fire, it was revealing to us maybe what it would this sort of cosmic illustration that's maybe burning in the subconscious of these these great beings or these strangely connected beings with green sight. Maybe they're seeing this like pattern that has been sort of taken from the ether and dumbed down to a, like a Targaryen symbol. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That That's just maybe a bigger, greater mystery. That was kind of like the the overall thought when I, when I saw it and then rewatched the scene and saw the you know, didn't see it in photo form. It affects well, you in a weird way when it's burning. Because it's, it's cool. like the, it's like the golden ratio, basically. You know, like there's just so, these recurring patterns in nature, and then having mm-hmm. all of that connection back to the yeah, children of the forest. When they do that in the cave scene, I can tell when they're they're being shallow with it. Yeah, and I th- I feel like it wasn't that wasn't the case with the prologue and with all these other sites of this especially when we were looking at the the overhead spiral with the weirwood tree when they were creating the night king i just thought that there was something yeah maybe there might still be but you don't need to and don't forget about the comet in season two yeah and don't forget about that damn cave i mean look at all those patterns there's so many patterns it must mean that there's a lot of magic and that def- definitely this isn't just a tv show right right this isn't just like a ruse to get somebody that you're into into like a darkened room but whatever the northerners don't take well to outsiders making daenerys's arrival at winterfell controversial will the north rally behind her and bend the knee did john underestimate the reaction of his family and allies here we go the question that's on everyone's mind um okay (laughs) okay this is this is my question this is my question for you specifically on your rewatch, how did you feel about Tar- Targaryens, about Daenerys's arrival to Winterfell? And, you know, we talked a lot about this in the last episode. We talked a lot about this before the episode even aired. What are your overall thoughts on the Northern plotline um, now that you've seen the episode a couple more times before we get into the theorizing? Oof. Well, obviously, everything changes in a big way at the end of the episode. So I guess the way I talk about it in general, if I'm thinking about how it was over the course of the episode, is not really representative of how I feel about it going into the next episode in real time because mm-hmm. um, that kind of changes when John knows this fact about himself. And he's also got Sam so furiously you know, supporting him. Uh, what do you think about that, just really quick, about him being so – on top of John about what he's discovered about him being the one true king, even though he's not the one that is seemingly in control of the dragons or what has been set up as the largest army, the largest force in the show universe that Westeros has ever seen. Is it mostly because of Randall and Dickon? Is that, is that what it is? And, and Sam saying that John deserves it? Is it like, you know, what's going on here? Um, I think that's a really good question. I think it is a combination of both. Because I think that part of that was fueled by this anger that Sam was feeling in the moment. And I also think that line that Sam says when he asks if Daenerys would do half the stuff that John has done for her. And I can't recall specifically what he says, but he makes some sort of comment of would she do that for you or would he she? He was asking John. He, was, he said that, John, you gave up your crown. For yeah, the North, that's right. Would that's she right. do the same? 
that's for right. you or and for I, any anyone else really. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the root of maybe the issue that Sam has. Like Sam obviously doesn't know her and that introduction to her was not a very good one for him because he finds out all this information and reacts in an interesting way. Um, but I think that... I think that Sam is always going to be John's biggest fan, and I think that he wants to keep John level-headed and not fall into and forget who Danny really is as he gets to know her like on an intimate level. But what's the plan here? He tells that to John because John was talking in this episode. He was talking to Sansa about how worrying about titles and et cetera won't matter. He's seen and faced the White Walkers and the Night King himself now on two separate occasions. And literally none of that is going to matter when they're outside the gates. And they're going to be outside the gates in a matter of, at this point, hours. So why are we even talking about this? But you know I what think, I mean? I think that's the problem. And I think that comes back to... Sansa's issue with John, which is that hilarious meme that I re- <laughs> so many memes this week, but there's one that I reblogged or not reblogged. LOL, this isn't Tumblr. Retweeted about you know those like tasty videos where they put all the um, ingredients into like little bowls, like yeah, overhead yeah. shots. Somebody did one of them pouring stuff like nothing into pots and pans and pretending oh, to make yeah. food. And they're like, this is what Sansa's <laughs> going to be doing when she's been telling everyone to get food and no one's cared. Anyway, mm-hmm. explaining memes well, see, is the least the funny thing, thing you can though. do. That's the, exactly the what I'm saying. With the food, is that a problem? Yes, or? that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like, that's what Sansa's saying. That's what Sam is saying. John is so, and this has always been John's problem. John is so hyper-focused on one issue it's what got him killed. It's what's about to get him maybe killed. I don't know. He's so hyper-focused on this one issue. And obviously the White Walkers as a threat is a huge issue. And he is in the right to like really want to spread this message and make sure people are aware of what's actually coming. And he's doing a pretty good job of uniting everybody under this cause. But what happens when all of that is said and done? You know, And I think that he's trying to slide under the rug – well, a that's lot of, if they survive, though. Sorry. You know, that's a yeah. big if. Like, is it really worth all the thinking and stuff right now? Does he? Do, do, do you think those other people think that they're going to win, I guess is the question, and that they need to figure it out now? Well, someone's got to eat eventually. Like, I sympathize more with somebody like Sansa in this situation than I do with Sam because I think Sam's thinking, like, longer-term Iron Throne stuff, which I think this is what you're trying to get at is that – I don't think that matters in this exact moment because will anybody even sit on the Iron Throne? Nobody even knows. I'm just so scared of the Night King like they are. I'm just I'm not sure about that planning, but maybe that's a bit telling. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you're John and I'm Sansa. Um, I don't think that that's the setup. I think I'm going to be I'm going to be I want to be one of Daenerys' dragons because they're freaking huge. They're so big. But they have nothing to eat. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I don't know. I think that and I just think, start eating people. Honestly, if the white if 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 push comes to shove and the White Walkers come, they just coast on by. They'll be fine. That's why I want to be one of the dragons because no matter what, they'll be fine. At some point, they're just going to be like whatever, Daenerys. If things go south enough, I'm sorry to reality. distract your point. No, you're not. I mean, I don't. Yeah, the food shortage. Well, I just think that. It all just plays into this whole 
like northern plot line is that I know that the White Walkers are coming and I know that I think that people I agree with this idea that the episode two is going to end with like the White Walkers um, stepping out. Probably like knocking on the yeah. door. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Uh, or sending a text. Oh, wow. up. And everyone is just like the most obvious episode ending ever, but we're not disappointed at but all. But we're so amped for it. Yeah. So I wow. think we're gonna get another episode fairly similar to the to the first one. But where am I going with any of this? I don't know. I don't think that Winterfell is gonna win. So maybe it doesn't even matter. So but I do think that like John is hyper focused and doesn't always think from a PR strategy, what he should be doing. And I think that that's what Sam is trying to get at, which is... Well, at this point, does the PR really matter? Sorry, it what does. is Sam trying to get at? I heard you slowing down and saying Sam, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I was done with my thought. But the PR does matter because think about the North and how much they've been through and how much they're not going to bend the knee to Danny. I just I don't see any way that the North remembers but then forgets everything that Daenerys' his family has done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't... Let me see. I want to read somebody posted something that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Jesse Leonard on Facebook, they wrote, The North is not going to forget how a Targaryen kidnapped and raped Lyanna and killed their lord and his heir while asking for her back. This is their knowledge of history. They won't bend for Danny, and they're rightfully mad at John for doing so. Rob died when he went south against the wishes of his council. Theon, an outsider himself, sacked Winterfell. If John wants to accept the bent knee, maybe he can begrudgingly get that, but the North will never trust an outsider. What about Bran? Can he convince them that a Targaryen didn't kidnap and rape Lyanna? And also, can he convince them that John is not only their leader in the sense that they chose him, but that he's, if we're going to get technical, which I'm not sure why it matters that much. Like it was bolstering Sam's argument that, that John's actually the one true King and all the stuff after Robert's rebellion doesn't count. But I guess it's literally just used for an argument between he, he and Daenerys, or maybe it's just for that moment with John, just to convince John to turn on Danny in some way. That's what it seems like it's going toward. Interesting. You think that John, everyone's going to try to get John to turn on Daenerys? That's what it seems like. Yeah. Hmm. He's like, he's telling John, you know, all this stuff is good, but you're the guy. Interesting. What did you think? I think that John is falling in love and he's not thinking strategically about Daenerys. Do you think that like she's Sansa thinking said. strategically? Yes. And Sansa is not impressed with it. I think that I'm not trying to say like Daenerys isn't falling in love with John, but I think that she's I think we're supposed to be reminded based off of Sam's very intense response to her his family dying. I think we're supposed to be reminded that Daenerys is ruthless and that she'll do anything that it takes. And that's what Sam is trying to remind John, I don't know. But but back to what you were saying about like is Brand gonna be able to convince everybody otherwise? I mean, I don't know how he'll do that, like make a PowerPoint presentation in the courtyard or something, like have everybody come. <laughs> I don't he know. He could somehow prove or convince enough people that um other people respect that he has this ability of scrying or using the green site in some way and maybe reveal that fact in some way to them. 
But again, I'm not sure how much much it's going to matter. If I what you're saying is yeah. true and the White Walkers are going to drop that foot that we saw in the trailer at the end of the episode, that means we have less than, you know, we have from after those new credits come in and after the previously on Game of Thrones, where it shows everything that happened before. At least it's not like Battlestar Galactica. If any of you have been rewatching Battlestar Galactica, they have some of those cutscenes that describes the whole episode right before it comes on. It shows footage from the end of it. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Glad they don't do that. But we only have the, the course of one episode to, uh, you know, basically see how all this northern stuff falls down. At least we can assume that at the end of the Battle of Winterfell – that they're not going to have time to count the chips and see right. who's on top still. Right. They'll probably be just holding on to each other and clutching each other for dear life because a lot of our faves are going to be dying, unfortunately. Yeah. No, and I think you're right. I think that, like, I think it's only going to matter for the next episode. But that that plays into the sec- our third discussion question, which is part of this whole conversation, which is Jamie and Brian see each other for the first time since Capital The Fall. <laughs> that made me laugh, and yeah. I don't think anybody thought that was funny. I thought it was hilarious. We can assume <laughs> how Bran will react, but what about Jamie? Will he be welcomed at Winterfell? And we saw a little bit from the trailer that, or the, yeah, the trailer from before the episode that um, he, Daenerys is giving him a lecture about how the stories that she would hear of the man who murdered her father, Ooh. and he seems to be standing on some sort of trial. Um, just like Tyrion, just like Cersei. Yeah. Gosh, so the what do you, of Tywin Lannister. What Boy. do you think about... I mean, we know how Bran's going to react. I don't. I think that Bran's not going to care, honestly. Like, I think that Bran's going to be in the camp of, I'm not Bran anymore, and I've seen everything, and maybe he'll defend Jamie. I don't know. But... Um, he looked a little bit happy when John arrived, though, and John came to kiss him. He he looked a oh, little yeah, bit happy. Oh, yeah, he, he looked a little episode. happy. Just yeah. a little bit he happy. Looked, I thought you were talking about Jamie, and I was like, oh. what? <laughs> yeah, when John kissed Jamie. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, that would make uh, a lot of people that. happy. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to see that. Um, okay. But what, how, what do you think is going to happen with, with Jamie, then, if we're talking about... I think you're right about Bran not reacting as sharply as other people will because he has less performative anxiety and performative stress and performative grudge and just bad uh, will altogether. And I obviously because he's traveling the astral plane in some strange way. Um, I don't think that it'll go beyond a conversation with Jamie. We'll probably get a face-to-face with him, mm-hmm. but it seems like he's being whisked away and kind of sort of managed if he's standing in the middle of the room like that. So if Brienne and he don't have a moment where she's defending him, then um, I'll be surprised. That would be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised by the development that I didn't think about Daenerys and Jamie uh, out of all yeah, the stuff I, know. I thought about. I thought about so many other things about the possibilities and um, so interesting how out of all the stuff that's happened, uh, seeing Jamie go back to Winterfell is so interesting, especially after the first episode when he was such an unlikable character. I know. For this whole thing to come around so much and to see the the muddy streets of, of Winterfell uh, be so similar to what it was and yet so different, it's going to be so 
cool to see it is what we're I'm, talking about come to life in the next episode. I'm so excited. I am it's gonna be really cool. So excited, and I'm so excited. Somebody, let's see. I wanted to read at. Ev's mad here. Most everyone's mad here. Says Jamie has the potential to give an absolutely killer trial speech. Oh, um, yeah. And then they kind of list off what that trial speech might say, and they say epic potential. And I think that that's so true. Is that I think that Jamie has a lot to prove, and I also think Jamie has some interesting information because he's the only one who's going to be able to validate what Sansa has been saying, which is that Cersei's not coming. So don't bank on that. So, mm-hmm. I, do you, how do you think that's going to affect their strategy? Well, think about like Battle of the Bastards if the veil hadn't shown up. Not that they right. were expecting that, but they kind of like swooped in at the last minute and saved the day. I think that if you're banking on a, I don't remember how many men Cersei says she had, but. So are they come to clean up the mess of, of whoever loses or whoever wins, rather. The White Walkers, they win, and Harry Strickland, Euron, and company show up with some kind of maybe their own dragon glass, or what are they picking up the old weapons of the people who lost? I don't know how much sense that'll make. Wait, if do you wi- think those people are coming? I'm saying, like, what's her plan? Is it? Oh. Is it to clean up if the Lannisters aren't coming to help? Right. And, and it seems like that they are arming. You know, what is their plan? Is it just to be ready for the living if the living wins? Because if the dead win, they're going to bring all those bodies with them. So it'll be even bigger. Right? What is going on (laughs) with King's Landing and Cersei? I just, I don't, who knows what's going on there. But I don't know. I don't really care. (laughs) Is that like the, is that an okay answer? Yeah, it's like, how can you talk about what's going on with King's Landing when Jamie Lannister is about to stand in front of Daenerys and potentially like explain bear what he his killed heart her father. and soul. Yeah. But he's going to explain who he is. And Brienne's gonna, also there. He's going to talk about why it happened. Yes. He's going to talk about the truth. He's going to talk about the the cask of wildfire underneath the city and how Cersei did the same thing and actually used it, ironically enough, to kill all of those people that some of those people there know. That is going to be really good. It's going to be, be good. a good episode. It's so going to be good, good Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, um, you know, all of this probably isn't going to matter in episode three. And everybody's going to be fighting for their lives. And whatever comes out on the other side of episode four, I think a lot of this early drama is going to look very different. But I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. Jamie Lannister and Winterfell is what I've been most looking forward to since the end of season seven. So... We should at least get some good speeches up in there. Cool. You ready to do this last question? I'm so ready. Jon Snow finally learns who he really is, Aegon Targaryen. What will he do with this new information? I think he's, I don't think he's going to do a good job with it. <laughs> I think that he's going to like, I think he's going to flounder for a little while. And that I don't think he's going to tell Danny for as long as humanly possible. And that's all. What do you think? Well, he only, like I said before, he only has one episode to flounder. Or maybe it'll still be something they'll talk about after the fight. Like, maybe we won't won't get that payoff until later, potentially. Do you think that now that John has had some time to be in the crypts and, like, thinking about all the things that Ned didn't tell him? By the way, can we just... We talked about this so much on Sunday. That episode between... The episode that scene between Sam and John held up. I mean, time and time again. I probably rewatched that scene a ton of times. It was, was, and is amazing. It is an amazing 
scene to go back and rewatch and just the everything I could have ever hoped for from that reveal, I feel like came to pass in that scene. And it is just as good, if not better. Yeah. It's just as good, if not better. The second, the third, the fourth time around. So the way the camera lingered on John's face and then Kit's performance and transitioning from realization to understanding to like knowing it was true all along to like, now how am I going to deal with this? Yes. And just the way it's like, it's lit and it's it's so moody and it's just, I felt like they just did such an amazing job pulling together this big reveal. I felt really happy with with how it happened. I'm sorry um, to the haters if you guys don't like that, but it is... I don't think any haters... I think there's plenty of others to hate on. There's definitely a lot of haters. There's definitely a lot of haters. They, they would... I mean, why not look at that scene? Because I'm sure to them, that's a, an equally emotional moment. and uh, Or at least they. I'm saying they care about it as much as someone who li- who liked it would potentially care about it. Imagine you're someone who reads the books and watches the TV show, but you have a more strict... Maybe you ask for more from HBO, like you're asking for the same dramatic weight that they gave to um, the first couple seasons when they were coasting off of George. I don't R. know. R. I feel like writing. I ask for a lot. I, yeah, I think you do ask for a lot, but there are definitely people who see it as just poorly done. That's fine, but That's fine. I thought it was amazing. So yeah, I really liked it too. I definitely don't want to not like it right now. Mm-hmm. As much as I can muster it, and I think about the the dragon fly over, and I'm like, all right, you guys got me there. Uh, there's nothing that I can really say about that. There was, I'm, I'm maybe it sounded like a good plan when they were like the moment that the dragons take off. First off, let's just for the sake of time, not ever show ghost, and also <laughs> never describe why it took us this long or how ghost is. <laughs> he's getting on the dragon. Like, let's not say, acknowledge that this is crazy that you're about to get on a dragon for the first time. You know, we well, might not want to speed up that moment. We might want to give it some weight, especially in the same episode for the love of God that he's being revealed to being a Targaryen. There's an opportunity there to acknowledge that riding a dragon is something that normal people don't really do. They can't just grab on and survive a huge fall like that or a huge dive like that unless they're a Targaryen or something. Maybe that's not true. Maybe, maybe that's, that's not, not true. I don't necessarily. I don't think it's you don't have to be a Targaryen to ride a dragon. I don't think so. Doesn't maybe look in like the that, sh- maybe in the show. If you read Fire and Blood, it seems that way. That you have to be a Targaryen. Yeah. I thought somebody or- rode a dragon without being a Targaryen. In some ancient history, what do I know? Um, all I know, question. all I know, is that all week I have been combating the Tyrion is not a secret Targaryen. Oh boy. Theory, which I just like, I don't like agree at work. With that. Is that office talk? Oh, yeah. I forgot to do my favorite segment. What do people in my office think about Game of Thrones? So there people at your work don't think that Tyrion's a secret Targaryen. There's people at my work who think... I talk about... My, shout out to Sia. Um, I talk about people at work like... Whatever. Anyway, there's people in my life, in my job, in my friends who think that Tyrion is a secret Targaryen. There's people in the fandom who think that Tyrion is a, people, is a secret Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I just don't think that's the it case. It has roots. It has, a, it has an explanation. There's ambiguity there. There's Yes, there is. I just don't think that it's true. Anyway, all of this to say, back to your original point. Maybe, the flyover. Which, was it unnecessary? Did we need to see Tyrion and Varys looking up like, oh my God, you know? Well, and if we're going to talk like about- Like it's Aladdin. If we're going like to talk- Like oh, yeah. jumping around. <laughs> I can show you. Um, 
If we're going to talk about importance. (laughs) You can sing that in the background while I give my thought. (laughs) If we're going to talk about moments that like didn't hold weight. Moments that we're so excited to eventually see that really came off in a much different way than I think any of us would have expected. It's John getting on the back of a dragon and that scene playing off as a rom-com, which shout out, I love rom-coms so much, so I'm not trying to knock them, but that scene kind of playing off in this silly romantic way. And maybe it is silly because it's kind of awkward and weird and John doesn't really know what to do. But I think that if we're going to talk about big moments that didn't hold their weight, then that's going to be the moment. (laughs) The only thing that would have made it better is if he asked about like where to put his hands. She goes, you know nothing, Jon Snow. That would have been truly something else. That's basically what happened at the end of the rom-com when she was like, we could stay here for a million years, a thousand years. So do you think that's foreshadowing? Is Ollie going to kill Daenerys? <laughs> the real question. Gosh. Well, I, I, what if it's ghosts? And that's why we haven't been seeing him. Ghost, ghost, ghost kills Danny 2K19. 2K19. That's, I don't want that to be attributed to our podcast. <laughs> right. Well, so this is my question then. You think that John's going to turn on Daenerys? You sort of said I that. I don't know if he's going to do it because like you said, he seems to be in love. Been there. But what and why? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that I think that one of them has to die. I haven't decided who I think is not going to make it to the end, but I don't think both of them are making it to the final episode. So, what about the dragons? Who gets the dragons? If even if they're not married, custody battle. How, yeah. They seem to be affectionate kind of toward John. I don't think that was questioning. I could see like if Daenerys dies, that like the dragons just fly off into the world and then dragons Ugh. repopulate the earth. Okay. Now we're getting now we're getting somewhere. I like that. But no one's like in charge of them. Yeah. That's then it's dangerous again in a really weird way. And then the White Walkers coming back. I guess the dragons would need to organize against the White Walkers though. If or they ended just up winning. Like, they're just like birds out there. There's, well, there's, yeah. there's like, there's some fantasy. There's lots of fantasy out there where dragons are right, just out there living mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what the end of A Song of Ice and Fire is. Like, there's just like a bunch of dragons flying over, and all the kingdoms are ruled by their own people, but they have some sort of treaty, kind of like the United States, and there's nobody on the Iron Throne. It's like grown over with greens. Yeah, yeah. It it's actually like a dream of spring. The epilogue is Bran in, in the tree, and he's like seeing Westeros in the great, great future after it's been grown over. And like you said, dragons are flying all over the place, and there's stone men darting all over. Right, as like as Sam finishes writing down the Song of Ice and Fire, uh-huh. and there's like a m- montage with Bran seeing the future. Yeah. And Melisandre's there, still alive, still hot. She's like, I have bit. to She's die here. Well done. She looks great. <laughs> yeah. I have to die here and I haven't yet. Oh, uh, man. That's funny. I like, that's really funny. I guess that would mean Varys is somewhere, but I don't know. <sighs> the final season. Some of this might reveal itself to us. But it, when we're talking about Winterfell, we've got the length of this podcast plus the length of the next episode. If we're all right about how the battles are going wow, to start. It just seems yeah. to be the, what everyone thinks. Is this our last time at Winterfell? Wait, Whoa. I'm going to cry. 
I'm maybe about- not. It depends on who wins or who loses. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, would they have a reason to come back to Winterfell after it was all done? I'm not going to do so good <laughs> throughout the rest of the season. <laughs> so, wow. Crazy thought. Today's podcast is sponsored by Sonos. The experts at Sonos work with renowned producers, mixers, and artists to meticulously design every speaker from the inside out, combining best-in-class woofers and tweeters with proprietary software. The result is an immersive listening experience and brilliant room-filling sound. Sonos TruePlay puts the speaker tuning capability of the recording pros in the palm of your hands, optimizing the speaker's sound for the unique acoustics of your room. Sonos Home Theater also includes speech enhancement mode to clarify the sound of the human voice, perfect for when characters whisper or when the action intensifies. We talked about this on the last time we plugged Sonos on the podcast. This is basically a must-have when you're watching Game of Thrones because of how the sound is mixed. Simply turn it on in the Sonos app and never miss a minute of the story. And you won't have to reach for your remote and constantly turn the volume up and down in different parts of the episode. Sonos works with all your streaming services and is easy to control with the Sonos app, your TV remote, AirPlay 2, your voice, and Amazon Alexa or the touch panel. So this means you can talk directly to your Alexa unit and control the speaker, ask it to play stuff on it. If you're using the Sonos Beam, then you can talk to it normally like it's a normal Amazon Alexa speaker. And when they talk about using AirPlay 2, that means that it works natively in your iPhone. So you can just use the normal menu of selecting speakers and headphones on your iPhone. So it's really, really, really easy to use with all of your stuff at home. It's so easy that someone like me who does not care or know anything about sound can use it and have an unbelievable experience. I did not know I was missing out. Sonos speakers and components work seamlessly together, making it easy to customize your sound system and expand when you're ready. Simply connect Sonos over Wi-Fi and enjoy listening in every room. We've also tested our podcast on it, and it sounds like a mess of silk. What does it sound like? <laughs> like angels singing. <laughs> yeah, like I was going to say silk and butter, but that doesn't make much sense. It sounds really good. I don't know if that's what we're doing. Probably not. It's you can speaker. go to Sonos.com <laughs> to order your sound system today. That's S-O-N-O-S dot com. Before we head to Owns, we've got a crop of new photos that HBO has released for episode two, the still unnamed episode two. And these photos, it's, you know, it's a handful of photos instead of watching a trailer go by really quickly. So I look at it and I can picture so much more. Can't you? I can't believe I still don't have an episode title. I know that maybe that's not that wild, but it feels confusing to me. Um, I love Just these photos. A little bit extra mystery that they can dole out, you know, to make it a little bit more exclusive than the years before. Yeah. It's like, we don't even know what it's called. Well, it's it, like, each, we didn't know what it was and called. It was the simplest word, <laughs> Winterfell, like big mysterious episode. We're yeah. like mid-episode recording on Sunday, and I'm like, wait, we don't know what this episode is called. <laughs> so funny. So we've got this unnamed episode. We got Jamie standing in front of all the people at Winterfell. My favorite photo that we've been released from episode two, I think is also a fan favorite, is Liana Mormont of Bear Island in her battle armor. Did you see that mm. picture? Yeah. Our girl is out here ready to rumble, and I'm here for it. Yeah, how fast do you think she's going to be killed? 
can you just like <laughs> not say stuff like that so casually? <laughs> she's if if she does not make it, she's going to go down in a beautifully poetic fashion. They're going to do, do you, her justice. What do you think is her weapon of choice that they'll have her be expert in? Will it be like a flail, like one of those ball and chains? She's spinning around. It's going to be like a huge axe that she can't even lift. She's like dragging right. it behind She's her. She's dragging it behind her. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, look at that imagery. She's so what, – what are they trying to say that's a deeper meaning? She has so much pizzazz and so much political – She's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. But she can't pick up an axe. Yeah. But most of these photos that we've got, I mean, are really what we're expecting for this next episode, which is a bunch of people getting suited up, eating Davos' stew – and looking pensively at the fire and kind of getting ready for the inevitable, which is the White Walkers descending on Winterfell. Do you really think that Daenerys killed ghosts and that's her jacket? <laughs> no. Honestly. <laughs> Do you really think that? No, of course not. I'm, I just don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Why well, we haven't seen ghosts? Yeah. We saw John fly on a dragon. That was a pretty big deal. Where was Ghost in that opening sequence when they were marching in Winterfell? Truly, though, where was Ghost in the opening sequence? How cool are you if you have dragons and a crazy direwolf? Well, and that's such like a strong... If we're going to talk about winning back the North, John, having his direwolf next to him, that's like a big symbol of his... who he is. But he's not a Stark. I don't know. Still, though. Still. Still. Maybe we'll see him in the battle. I don't want to see him die. I don't want that to be the thing. Where it's like, there... oh, you want ghosts? He's going to save this side character that'll die soon after. Was there a sequence of the battle in the trailer? Am I thinking of season seven or season six? Probably both. There what wasn't. Battle? I'm making stuff up. Well, there was there was sequences or, of the battle, I think, is what you're talking about in the trailer. Because there was uh, characters that are at Winterfell right now fighting among flame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Duh. Okay. Yes, I remember now. Um, all I can think about but, is John suiting up like that, you know, that classic John battle moment when he's like draws a sword behind him from seasons yeah. ago. Anyway, I was supposed to make a funny joke about how if he's that I make every time. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> Ghost is going to come in the battle scene. 2K19. I mean, what, what did you, I mean, when you're looking at these pictures, what are your thoughts aside from Ghost? I'm, th- I'm thinking... Serious Blackwater vibes. I thought you were going to say serious black, (laughs) (laughs) which you kind of did. (laughs) Keep going. In in a way, I I did. Serious Blackwater vibes. I think that Tyrion is going to step up like he did in this last episode mid-meeting. And he was like, I don't know if this is my place, but I'm going to go ahead and step out here and act like I'm not one of the old guys. I'm act like that I'm the guy or one of the people in charge and speak confidently. Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to speak up confidently and i think that a lot of people are going to listen to him and i think he's going to try to pull a chain out there and uh put wildfire between the chain and the building but not quite it'll be the same idea maybe that would be cool if uh a lot of the characters sort of resurrected i think that that would be a really interesting tool a lot of people might think that that's cheesy but how cool if like the hound is standing bravely and fighting instead of saying fuck the king and maybe he's got wine or maybe he's moved on to water and he's content with water. I'm just saying we might have like a lot of evolution in those moments. I think so. I'm excited. You think Sansa is going to kiss John's sword, but like she'll want to 
It won't be like she was forced to by Joffrey. And then Danny's going to be like, what the hell? That's your, that, that's your sister. That's your and then he's going to be like, actually, you knew my aunt. <laughs> that's exactly how it's going to go down. And then he'll kill Daenerys. Yeah. And then that'll be how the battle starts. Oh, man. Um, I guess we're going to find out. I'm so excited. I can't wait. How do you think Masande and Grey Worm are taking all this? When they're arriving, they seems like, oh, man, there's a lot going on here. Well, they're kind of in a tough situation because talk about Northerners not being very open and receptive to outsiders, especially take outsiders like the two of them. That's got to be rough. I wonder how they feel about the Unsullied but, in general. Like an army of eunuchs marching outside of their gates, a huge army. If they're if the northern people are, you know how they are about the wildlings. They seem to just not be completely there and understanding the dangers and the equality of people. Mm-hmm. Are they? Do you think that they that extends to sort of a an understanding? For like sure, because that damn Tyrion joke about Varys being a eunuch was still in the episode, just as a harsh reminder of not that that was like over the line too much. I don't think that Tyrion said anything that was inappropriate for their friendship i think that what he said was just something that was not representative of how sly and subtle he is as a as a person i think he would have if he had to make a joke in that situation about Varys's lack of balls i think that george r, r. martin would have found a way to make it feel funny and likable, well we're in even the, though it seems unlikely we're in the i drink and i know things era so <laughs> i don't know what you expected <laughs> Well, I like Tyrion. I like Game of Thrones. I like Song of Ice and Fire, etc. You want to do these owns? Let's do these owns. This is my favorite part of the season, which is reading everybody's owns because everybody shows up and they're not messing around. It was crazy. It was so fun. Every air horn sound possible, imaginable in this moment. We won't hurt your ears but just imagine it right now that was sunday night thank you guys so much for sending in all of your owns especially the ones that were sent on on new platforms from new people that's awesome thank you but also really special shout out to everyone who's been sending his owns since the beginning or even and since all those years season. ago think about when you guys started sending owns in and it didn't feel like it was from the beginning but now it's been so long it was basically the beginning my own wait we're gonna start with email <laughs> Sorry, I'm just starting to read out. We're going to start with the owns that came in from email. This email says, My own for episode one goes to Cersei for giving Euron the Robert Baratheon treatment. Why, yes, of course, you're the father. Didn't your great uncle on your mother's side have blonde hair? I thought so. And that's from Nick Hartley does not so. Nick Hartley does not so. Own to the awkward flirty vibe between, this is an email, between Gendry and Arya, which completely creeped out my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, your husband sounds like he needs to be more open-minded. Hashtag ship the age gap from Sepsa Kelly. (laughs) We've got for Twitter, at Flannel Falcon, who says, My own goes to Davos and his old lion to various centurion. Reminded me of this weekend in Chicago where I tried to keep up with 20-something Game of Thrones nerd friends staying up to 4 a.m. every night out on the town. Still feeling it today, Onion Night. At Leanna 20. Off the bat, I give my own to Bran just for sitting by the gate a whole day and night waiting for Jamie's ass to reach just so he could look at him. And that look was so heavy and ripe with meaning nothing needed even to be said. Hashtag full circle. Bran waited seven seasons to do that. I love that tweet. Before we get into the rest of the owns, the brand memes were 
next level. Next level. At NFL Please Now says, can we talk about how amazing it is that Kyburn coats his clothing in poison so people don't slash can't touch him? What a boss. That exchange with the courtesan, wait, courtesan was the most underrated moment of the episode. Such delightful detail. At a rattlesnake, own to winter. It's finally here. Not that Sarah says, hashtag brand was everywhere. Own to whoever made a Winterfell ADA compliant prior to the zombie invasion. Hashtag escape routes are important. Mary Collar on Twitter, own goes to Ed Sheeran for surviving the loot train, although apparently not altogether unscathed. Hashtag the ginger. <laughs> Freaking Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Steven Hauser, so many owns this episode, but my own goes to Braun for living his best life. You know I'm the only one who shot a dragon. James O'Donnell, owned to Tyrion, whatever else, whatever anyone else pays you, remember, I'll double it. Cersei just instructed her own death and handed Braun the shooter. That was such a good own. I didn't think about that beforehand. At Kayla Pop, owned to what must have been the most creative white standing back, squinting, yelling a little bit more to the left when arranging the umber limb wheel of death. Real. At the Red Seas 1, my own goes to Arya, who is probably having Gendry make some dragon glass scorpion bolts. Hashtag fingers crossed. Hashtag what is dead better die. <laughs> Hashtag not Jon Snow, though. Jeff Lightfoot, owned to brand the bleak. Danny, meet Sansa. Sansa, meet Danny. Shut up, everyone. Your stupid dragon is now on the other side. The wall has fallen and all hell has broken loose and we don't have time for smiling. Thanks for five minutes of fun in season eight, Fran. <laughs> Joel S. I knew I was all in on Game of Thrones when Jamie pushed Bran out that window in the first episode. For them to use Jamie seeing Bran for the first time since that moment as the last scene of the first episode of the season finale, it almost made me cry. This show is amazing. Andy at A Fine Badger. My own goes to Danny for being the coolest mom of all time by letting her children eat whatever they want. Hashtag dragons do what they want. Hashtag pet supplies. <laughs> <laughs> These hashtags are too loud. Pet supplies plus doesn't sell goats. <laughs> I'm blind. Thank you, Andy. At so cute Amanda, own to Daenerys' smile when she was trying not to laugh while John was stumbling to get onto Rhaegal's back. John rides a dragon. Two K nineteen hashtag get hype. The Hef own goes to Bran for knowing everything in the world except what time Jamie was going to arrive at Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag waited in the courtyard for two days. It was for dramatic effect. It was for us. <laughs> he knew we were watching too. Camille Shots own to Lady Lyanna Mormont for being the only one brave enough to say what all those Northern Lords were thinking. If everyone would please just pull all the Northern ladies in charge, we'd only need like three episodes. Hashtag here we stand. Hashtag 2K19. Ben Smith, lots to choose from in season eight, episode one, but I'm giving it to Sansa for taking the title as the smartest person left in the game. Gary at Gary Maness, own goes to Yara for delivering the perfect headbutt on Theon that said, fuck you, and I forgive you at the same time. At the Odd Duckling, own for season eight, episode one to Tormund Giants Mane for those blue, blue eyes. They've always been blue. I hope they stay that way. He <laughs> needs to woo Brienne of Tarth. Hashtag slow guide your back. Hashtag so many owns. Rachel Gomez or Gomes on Twitter. My own goes to Cersei for being the voice of the people when she says, I wanted those elephants. Crying face and in a, an elephant emoji. Good. Amen to that. At a drunk pirate, my first ever own, welcome, goes to Theon getting owned by a headbutt. Jerry from Mayo at Unloused owned to Cersei for keeping one step of Euron all the way. Also for channeling Bart Simpson and wanting her elephants. Robert Lee Gardner, my own goes to the showrunners or whoever came up with the ending of this episode. It should I should have seen it coming. 
with how it was mirroring the pilot episode, but they got me. Hashtag owned. At Cindy T. Webb, Danny and John own the magic carpet ride. There's an Aladdin thing. Hashtag Aladdin. <laughs> Stuck in my head. Not the same scene, but good. Good. We're on the same page. At Kalo Bunga, my own goes to Sam for requesting Daenerys, Daenerys waive his library late fees. Hashtag oh, sweet cinnamon bug. <laughs> Wait. Hashtag sweet cinnamon bun. Hashtag best boy. <laughs> he is a cinnamon bun. He is. is. Josh Smith owned a dollar said for growing a sick beard to keep up with the bearded brotherhood. Oh, yeah. The social pressure of all of his friends. <laughs> At Carolyn versus the web owned to ghost for ghosting John. No. Hashtag if your man would rather ride dragons. Hashtag that's a deal breaker. Gibraltar on Twitter. My own goes to Bran who waited all night in the cold just so Jamie would see him first. That's a level of petty I've never <laughs> seen. Hashtag Bran stares menacingly 2K19. At Gretchen. Badger Badger 10. Owen to Ned Umber finally nailing his comedic timing. Hashtag nailed it. At Jen Levine on Twitter. Own to Arya properly flirting with Gendry. She knows he can get it and now he does too. Danielle disowned for me totally freaking forgetting that Danny didn't know where her dragon had been turned into a white. And that Sam and Danny would have had a crazy reunion. We kind of had like a moment, just a moment of that, right? Like, oh, that's a crazy fact. Better go back to flying around. Brian Thibodeau, you're the true king. Aegon Targaryen, sixth of his name, protector of the realm, all of it. Fucking own to Sam. Hashtag mic drop. Robin H. just rewatched. I'd like to give an own to Tyrion for still being kind to Sansa, even after she, understandably, left him to take the fall. And she continued to insult him, even though he was the only person who ever who was ever nice to her back in the day. At Immabella one my own goes to Varys when he looks over at John and Danny in the proposal conversation and remarks that they don't know one important truth, that nothing lasts. Matt Powell owned to Ramin Javadi for all style. the season one musical themes and scenes of season eight. John and Danny marching into Winterfell equals Robert in season one. Owned to the episode writers for telling John's parentage while Ned Stark is watching. Hashtag, the next time we see each other, we will talk about your mother. Hashtag, GOT is back, 2K19. Jenny Lee, X33. My own is when Arya told John that Sansa is the smartest person she knows, therefore basically saying she's right to be suspicious of Danny. Jared Kozal owned to every interaction between Arya and Gendry. Winter may be here and the Night King may be coming, but those little smiles that they gave each other will warm my heart all through the long night. There's love in the air. Janelle owned this episode for opening on a boy climbing to see if the incoming army and ending on Jan, Bran, Jan, Bran and Jamie seeing each other for the first time since this fall. That's my ship. I ship Jan. What <laughs> Bran was and what Bran is now. That's how you do it. At Michi33, owned to Genji for making Arya do the stereotypical girl in love over the shoulder look back. Hashtag a girl is someone. Hashtag is shipping. Brian Breslow, owned to the Night King for sending an army to deliver his message. Ooh. <laughs> Funny. Catch me if you can. Arya and Sansa are tied for owns. Arya reminding John about his family, reunions with the Hound and Gendry, and Sansa playing the game with Danny, putting Tyrion in his place, and killing any thoughts that remained of a stupid little girl. Is that your secret Twitter account? Maybe. Catch me if you can <laughs> at Feel Like P Diddy. Maybe. Okay. We might be twins. <laughs> Haley at Cowgirl Bookworm owned to Sam for having the balls to show John and Danny that wouldn't give up her crown for anyone, let alone save the world. Most everyone's mad here. Owned to Sam for pitching R plus L equals J in the only way that would work for John. It's not just your right, it's your responsibility. You'd be a better king. 
runner-up to Theon axe-murdering in the most underrated scene of the episode. Bobby Sperry owns to Sam's quivering chin. Oh, so good. Crying emoji. Dave McGill owned a brand for puppet mastering the whole episode and not even having to leave Winterfell Courtyard to do it. <laughs> not the real Maynard Plum. Owned the car Stark Sunburst being a better sigil than an onion. Also going to throw in there myself. Owned to it for confusing me in conjunction with the Night King symbol. That means nothing, by the way. Uh, Rosilio Rindoon Pirate Drag Queen fan account says, Owned to Rhaegal for being the second dragon. John has written, Ayo. <laughs> Will, Lord William on Twitter, my own goes to myself for screeching, Daenerys, in the most annoying Viserys voice the first time she appeared on camera. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Najali, owned to the new opening credits for making me lose my breath. Hashtag the wall is broken. Hashtag attention to detail is mind blowing. Septa Mary, owned to Dave Hill for giving us heartwarming reunions and humor before the rest of the season rips our hearts out. Not Breed, Just Me, at Beauty Brienne, says, owned to undead baby Umber for making me terrified <sighs> to go into a darkened room ever again. At Ryan Shotgun, owned to Euron for getting Cersei to tolerate him enough to let him, let me try it again, owned to Euron for getting Cersei to tolerate him enough to let him in her bed. Hashtag finger in the bum. <laughs> Jesus. James Gifford, my own to Sansa. It's had it, it had its moments. Hashtag purple wedding. Brian Thibodeau again. Owned to Sam for laying it out straight G to John. You're the king of the bloody seven kingdoms. Oh, I miss that. Emily. Straight G. Owned goes to the opening credits, taking us inside the castles and the crypts. Mind-blowing before the episode even started. Rose With a brain Ferry. exploding emoji. Owned to Arya Stark telling John she's used needle once or twice. Democracy Diva. Owned goes to the dragons for trying to watch John and Danny have sex without an HBO account. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Paul Cedal, owner of the Hound for still being the Hound and choosing your cold little bitch greeting on encountering Arya again. Leslie Pechnak, first own ever, welcome, goes to the scary beyond all reason White Walker child hanging on the wall. Your terrifying screams and movements will haunt me and torments nightmares for all eternity. Can someone get these guys some new pants? Pretty sure theirs are ruined. <laughs> yep, that's a detail I missed. Amy T. Ona Gendry for being the one badass in all of Planetos who has a pet name for a faceless man. Hashtag Milady. <laughs> hashtag Flirting in the Forge. I love that own so much. Isabella. Own to Arya for standing by both Sansa and John in the same scene like a good sister she is. Hashtag Stark Love. Nathan Larson, own goes to all of us for being so damn patient the last year and a half. It's finally here. Hashtag GOT, hashtag we are the true kings and queens. We truly are. <laughs> Nick Major 79, own to Aria for reminding the hound, I robbed you first. Travis Cole, straight savage Cole, my own goes to Kyburn for when he says, poor girl, the pox will take her within the year after she tells him she's partial to older gentlemen. Hashtag Pycelle would be about it. <laughs> Hashtag Kyburn calls it like he sees it. Hashtag wonder if Kyburn candy could save her. Hashtag Kyburn's candy quarter is still open for business. <laughs> it still is. At Mr. Crimson 99, my own goes to Harry Strickland for being the first hype slayer, hype slayer of the season when he told us there would be no elephants Ugh. hashtag hype slayer hashtag even Cersei is pissed Jen Calhoun at Calhouner owned to Bran Stark for waiting outside all night for Jamie to arrive at Winterfell because bitch I feel you I'd <laughs> wait my whole life for that gorgeous piece of man to show up at my house <laughs> oh, so good now on to Instagram yes 
Mike Wash 821, my own goes to whoever stopped pushing Bran and left him there all day. Yeah, that Bran was just, he just made the excuse. He didn't want to single anyone out. He's like, this is where I want to be. It's fine. (laughs) Emily and the Goose owned that sweet dragon glass blow dart that Arya will use to kill Viserion or the Night King. Lock Lock Jess Munster, Arya telling Gendry he didn't know any other rich girls. (laughs) Cold. Irish Viking owned to John for not crumping after realizing that he's been banging his auntie. <laughs> Wait one second. Goes to Urban Dictionary, looks up crumping. I thought that was a dance. Would he like crump? Would he start dancing at that moment? I don't know. Or is that crimping? I need to know. Uh, Bait Coverall. <laughs> These Instagram <laughs> handles are hard. They're harder <laughs> than the Twitter ones. Carval era. My own goes to John for acing his first flight on a hippogriff. Sorry, dragon. LOL. Elena Brummerton. Oh, that's wrong. LOL. Elena Brummert owned to Cersei's smile after Huron says he's gonna out a prince in her belly. She's like, already occupied, but try good sport. Or, but good try sport. All that's fine. That was such a good moment. Now on to Facebook. Kara Warren, stay back. He's got blue eyes. I've always I've had, always blue, had eyes. blue eyes. <laughs> you do a good job. Best line of the night. Greg Thompson, own goes to that umber boy, umber boy scaring the shit out of me. I'm imagining all of you shitting, by the way, when you say that now. This is terrible. Jessica Griffith, owns getting the most of the stuff we knew was going to happen out of the way in the first episode so we can go ahead and get on with it. Hashtag no creative hashtag. That's Okay. <laughs> Abby Elisa owned a Sansa for giving some serious side eye and being smarter than Tyrion. Hashtag it had its moments. Hashtag you believed her. Hashtag queen of shade. Lauren Maselli owned to John Bradley for that amazing performance tonight. Kelsey May Kinneman owned to the Hound for squashing down his urge to hug Arya and make everything hella awkward. Hashtag hey girl missed you. Hashtag help me kill my brother later. <laughs> Michael Pittman. My own goes to Brand for making every moment with him feel <laughs> awkward. Hashtag I'm watching you. Nancy Gilman own goes to John's first thought is my father was the most honorable man i know shouldn't it be oh shit i'm fucking my aunt rochelle williams owned to the soundtrack from disney's aladdin for making me laugh during john snow's awkward first dragon soaring tumbling freewheeling indeed sonia abraham owned to making an intro with only three locations work i like the change up amanda huggins larcy owned for the best reunions slash hug ever with john and aria heart emoji Jennifer Testerman owned a brawn for that damn family. Brianna Renee owned brawn. Tyrion for sliding into his ex's DMs. <laughs> owned to Arya tagging Gendry in her thirst traps. <laughs> That's funny. And owned to Sansa for busting out the Excel spreadsheets. Oof. Camilla Lasso owned a dragons for eating whatever they want. Hashtag hangry. Rebecca J. McFarland, Sansa is the smartest person I've ever met. Hashtag even Arya. Hashtag Queen of the North. Hashtag Sansa Arya 2020. Laura Mutton, my own goes to Tyrion. I'm not that old. Not as old as him. Daryl Bunkley, only own that matters. John and a- John slash Aegon riding Rhaegal. Tova Rich, John riding a dragon. And the subsequent comment about how Danny has ruined horses for him. See, some people like that. You know, not mm-hmm. everyone, not everyone cringes at him saying that. Like he did just fly a dragon. It's a pretty intense moment. Yeah. But maybe you would, maybe he just really wanted to crack that joke. I don't know. Eric Zetterberg owned to Ed for noticing Tormund's baby blues. Was he a White Walker <laughs> all along? Jan Wall owned to Yara for always being there for her brother and owned to Theon for going home to Winterfell. Hashtag still deserve the headbutt though. Randy Barrage, Sansa without a doubt. 
quote, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. Oh. Jennifer Walty Mullick, my own ghost to the hound for making me go, ah, when he called Aria a cold little bitch. <laughs> Strange how that works. Hashtag never in real life. Hashtag how the, hands, how the hound says I love you. And last but not least, the last episode of season eight, episode one, goes to Amanda Barden, who says, my own ghost to ghost for living up to his name. Hashtag uh, where's ghost. Where is ghost? That was cold, Amanda. I hope all of you are dealing well with your post no ghost and episode one anxiety. I'm curious if some of you don't care about that fact. You don't Me. have to write in and tell us. Oh, sorry. You don't? No, <laughs> I don't. Really? I'm so sorry. I guess I could just talk to you about it. I feel kind of <laughs> selfish for never asking what you thought about it. I'm like signaling so hard. By the way, I'm here for I the hashtags. I'm here for the hashtags. So the hashtag's good, but you don't care about ghosts appearing or not appearing. Tbh, no. I'm sorry to say. Why? Because I just don't care. I'm sorry to say. I mean, I think it would be cool for sure. I think like the opening scene would have been awesome with ghosts was there. It'd be cool to see ghosts fighting beside John, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I'm sorry. Everybody can hate, send me hate mail at Game of Owns. <laughs> well, if you'd like to send Hannah just words of encouragement, maybe maybe if uh, John had a cat, you'd be more yeah, probably. <laughs> willing to miss the cat. Probably. Either way, contact at Game of Owns is our email address. Feel free to write to us. Right now, it is the on season. We have been able to say that for a long time. Thank you so much for sending in all of those owns. It was a blast to read them. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun this time. It was like I didn't know what to expect after it being such a wait, but seeing so many familiar names return and to see some of you that have been with us throughout the entire off season riding high off of your practice and sharpened razor edge at snark and sarcasm or whatever we're doing with all these hashtags and numbers and stuff. Thank you so much. We only have five episodes left to do this. Guys. I know it's been such That's a blast. It. So we're loving it. And if you want to participate, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at Game of Owns. We've been doing a lot of Instagram hanging these days. So come hang out with us and let's get amped for Sunday night. So where do we go from here? Is there like another milestone to look forward to? Is 500 a thing? Well, we missed 369 and 420 is over. So 369 was, that was going to be a big, man. I'm glad we didn't miss this one though. We we live streamed before the episode on Sunday and we'll probably pop on there for a little while again. So Follow us on Instagram if you want to come hang out with us on live stream. We'll just get hype, hang out, talk about Game of Thrones. Um, probably sometime around 7, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. So hang out with us there if you'd like to. Otherwise, have a good Sunday leading up till Sunday night. And we will be back as soon as we can after the episode airs. So Yay! Get ready! And real quick, before we go, we'd like to thank Sonos for sponsoring this week's episode. The experts at Sonos meticulously design every speaker from the inside out, working with renowned producers, mixers, and artists to ensure an immersive listening experience and brilliant room filling sound. A lot of these are words that might not mean a lot to you, but like Hannah said earlier, it just works. works Game changer. Works. <laughs> <laughs> the Sonos Home Theater works with all your streaming services and even includes speech enhancement mode to clarify the sound of the human voice. Simply connect Sonos over Wi-Fi and enjoy listening in every room. It's that simple. You can go to Sonos.com to order your sound system today. That's S-O-N-O-S dot com.